Monty, and welcome to my rock cast. I can't stand this guy. So glad you could join me for episode 235. You sure about that? That's right, 235, not 335. And before I go any further, I've got some splaining to do. Uh, I don't know how many people noticed, but the last episode was supposed to be 234. But I posted it as 334. Oh, oh my God. God. Yeah, it was quite tragic. And I'm sure a lot of you are wondering, uh, why would I do that? Well, the easy explanation is that sometimes my brain works in mysterious ways. But there's actually another reason why things like that happen. And here's the deal. The following story is remarkable. So let me take you back to the very beginning when I first started Monty's Rockcast. I think it was about 12 years ago that I found this MacBook computer, and everything was built in there that I could record with GarageBand. It was already set up to where you could make a podcast really easy, and it also had software that uh, enabled you to make a website that you could put the podcast on. And so basically all I had to do was record the episode and hit a button and bam, it was up. But unfortunately, I guess that was just way too easy. Because the fine people at Apple decided to change all of it. And before you know it, I was having to change the way I recorded the episodes. And then they just decided to discontinue the whole iWeb software. And I was like, wait a minute, I've got a website. And Apple was like, oh, you did a website using the software that we created? Oh, well, that's too bad because it's no longer a thing. So at that point, I had to make a new website, and eventually I had to make another website for the podcast. And for that, I used WordPress. And for about a year or two, it worked great. But of course, they started changing things, and you got the updates, and eventually it got harder and harder to just upload the podcast, period. And so for about the last year or two, I've about lost my mind just trying to do this show. What used to be fun and easy is now just kind of a pain in the ass. However, I still want to keep doing them, so I do. But most of you have no idea what I go through to do them. And that's fine, that's not your problem. I spend hours and hours recording and editing because I want to. But when I started trying to upload the last episode, uh, I started getting the errors. And so at that point, I had to figure out what was wrong, and I started changing this and that. But I finally figured out a way to get it uploaded. And apparently, due to all the frustration, I misnumbered the episode. And I had a few people who were very concerned about this. And I even had one guy tell me that uh, not only was it misnumbered, but the last two episodes have sounded like crap. 
To which I said, uh, okay, big shot, if you're so smart, why don't you tell me how to fix this? And so he did. Ah! So thanks to listener Gary Bechtold for his uh, great suggestions. Hopefully in the future I won't have near as many problems. It's going to be radically worse. Okay, usually every year around December or January, I do my year-end special. I recap the year that was, I give out my Rock Casty Awards, and I count down my favorite songs and albums. And I'm still going to do some of that, but because this year was so bad for me, I'm going to throw in some other things and just kind of make it a regular show. And really, to recap 2020 for me, uh, I only need two words. It sucked. And I know it was bad for just about everybody. Some people got sick. Some people were terrified to leave their house. We all had to walk around wearing masks like it was some episode of the Twilight Zone. And a lot of people lost jobs and people that they loved. But for me, this was probably the worst year of my life. I got divorced and I basically had to start my whole life over again from scratch. But I gotta say, through it all, I think I'm becoming a better person. Not to get too spiritual or religious on you, but uh, it's kind of brought me back to God. Because the last couple of months, I've just seen some miraculous things happen that kind of made me a believer again. I've seen my painting business grow, uh, I've made new friends and formed new relationships, and I've even mended some old relationships that were bad that uh, I think are going to end up pretty good. And so thank you to everybody who reached out to me, who uh, prayed for me, who encouraged me, and just helped me get through this year and this time. Uh, Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Well, let's get things going today. Uh, Here's something I haven't done in a while. It's one of your top ten lists. And this is from G.F. Bran on Facebook. And before I read his list, i got to tell you a quick story about him. I've actually been messaging with G.F. Bran for years, but I knew him as Stu. And a few months ago, a guy in Houston named Alex commissioned me to do a painting of John Sykes. And when I got it done, he said, okay, I want you to mail this to a friend of mine named Stuart. He said it's a gift, and he gave me Stuart's address, and I sent it to him. Well, about a week later, I get a message from G.F. Brand who says, Dude, I love the John Sykes painting. It's amazing. And that's when I said, Oh, G.F. Brand, who is Stu, is also Stuart. And I had no idea I was doing the painting for him. That's a great story to start the program off with. Anyway, one or all of those guys has sent me a top ten list. And it is the top 10 songs that Monty recommended on his Rockcast that I hadn't heard before that moment and loved from the first listen, then went and bought the music. Well, very cool. I always love turning people on to new music, and here's some stuff that I turned GF Brand on to, starting at number 10 with Royal Blood and their song Figure It Out. Uh, Yeah, that is a cool song, a lot of distorted bass, Uh, but number nine is point one, Oxygen. Yeah, you know, I played that on the last episode, and uh, I didn't know if anyone would like it, but I got a lot of response from that. A lot of you guys said you really like that song and like that band now, and so uh, very cool. Kudos to Matt and KC for turning me on to that. 
But the next one I will take credit for at number eight, it's Three Colors Red with Copper Girl. I discovered them back in the 90s, and uh, they kind of reminded me of the Wild Hearts, and I still love them, uh, even though they're not around anymore, I don't think. But if they are still around, I would love to hear what they're doing. But that would take us to number seven, which is Rosemary by It Bites. And yes, I've suggested them several times, and if for some reason you're into proggy stuff that is super melodic, definitely check out It Bites. I'm not interested! Number six on Stu's list, it's one of my favorite songs ever, it's All That's Left by Thrice. At number five, Stuart says, okay, it's not a song, but it's the entire Live and Dangerous album by Thin Lizzy. He said, I bought it because you talked about plugging in your guitar and playing along with all four sides of it. Yep, when I was in college, it was probably around 78, 79, uh, I was still learning how to play guitar. But I was getting to where I could figure out how to play some leads. And uh, I would sit down with the whole Live and Dangerous uh, album. It was a double album. And I would put on side one and start with Jailbreak and just work my way through the whole entire thing. And I eventually learned how to play a lot of those leads note for note. And it taught me a lot about song structure and uh, how to write songs. But, you know, another great live album from back then was uh, Stewart's number four pick. It's UFO with Mother Mary off their live album, Strangers in the Night. And yes, that was another live album that I just wore out. But at number three, this is a song that you probably would have never heard of anywhere else except the rock cast. It's called Trying to Be Cool by a band called Firefly. And they were kind of an unknown band that I met when I was over in England in the 90s. And I heard them play this song live. It's about being bullied. And I got kind of choked up and I was a little bit embarrassed. But it was very touching because, uh, you know, I got bullied when I was a kid. I was a skinny little runt and I was a target for that kind of thing. And I have loved this song ever since I heard it. It's one of my favorite ballads of all time. And what the hell, I'm going to play you part of it. Boys don't pick on me I'm only trying to be cool You meet me at the gate My friend intimidates I'm only trying to be cool All the world's a stage And in Scene. We all contend what might have been Quell the wrath of boys Your sticks and stones Playground rules my broken bones Against the wall Alone in dinner halls I'm only trying to be cool I hear the classroom bell Wonder who I can tell I'm only trying to be cool If I could jump the queue 
If I could run you through Would I be super cool Break all the rules And this for I freak Become nothing And this for This is one of those songs that I wish so bad that I had written. Some of the lyrics in this song are just so perfect, they just invoke this emotion. And maybe it doesn't do it for everybody, but for me, it's just got such a vibe to it that uh, it just gets to me every single time. Once again, that was Firefly. Uh, what a great song. And where'd you hear it? On the Rockcast. And that's what this list is all about. So getting back to G.F. Brand, a.k.a. Stewart, a.k.a. Stu's List. At number two, a song he'd never heard of but ended up loving. It's uh, New England with Don't Ever Wanna Lose Ya. And finally, at number one, it's the Wild Hearts with Pilo Erection and the entire Renaissance Men album. Well, thank you, Stu Stewart, and you too, GF Brand. All three of you guys are great, and I'm not sure which one of you came up with the list, but it was awesome. You know, it was all right. Okay, let's do some Rock Casty Awards. What the hell is that? This is something that I've done for years now. It's where I give out my awards for the best and worst in everything. And I'll be honest, it was hard for me to come up with anything that happened this year that was good. But uh, I came up with a few things. And I will start out with the best thing on TV. And really, there was very little to pick from because I hate just about everything on TV these days. The sitcoms aren't funny, the reality shows seem fake or fixed. And now that I'm single, I no longer have to watch shows about zombies. So what I ended up watching this year was mostly Netflix or Amazon Prime. 
And the best show I saw all year long was on Netflix, and it was called Love. Now, this is a series that's produced by Judd Apatow. It's about a weird alcoholic chick and a nerdy guy. And it's kind of a romantic comedy, but, uh, you know, the acting is great, the writing is great, and I love it. It's kind of dirty and out there, so don't watch it with kids, but if you're an adult, it's great. And so that was my favorite TV show of the year. But mostly, I just watch documentaries. In fact, I just watched one today. It was a classic album, uh, The Making of Asia by Steely Dan. And I find those things so interesting because they solo up stuff on the mixing board and they let you hear what the bass was doing or like uh, what the background vocals sounded like. And of course, we've all heard that song Peg a million times and that uh, part on the chorus that goes, Peg! And of course, that was Michael McDonald singing that part. But what I'd never heard were all the little harmonies that he was doing in there and uh, they were just mind-blowing. And when they started to break some of that stuff down, uh, you started to realize how brilliant those albums were by Steely Dan, especially Asia. You know, it was all right. So if you get a chance, check that out sometime on Amazon Prime. But as far as worst TV of the year, uh, I think I gave it to this show last year also. But once again, the rock casty goes to The Masked Singer. Yeah. Uh, That show is so bad that, uh, in fact, I couldn't even bring myself to watch it this year. It was one of those that I would record on my DVR and then I'd start to watch it and just go, no, I cannot do this. There's got to be something else that I can waste my life doing. But I'll tell you what I would like to do. I'd like to go on that show and be either a judge or part of the audience. And every time they would put the camera on me, I would just act like I was watching the most incredible thing that I'd ever seen in my life. I know, it's mind-boggling. All right, sticking with the TV theme, uh, how about best commercial on TV? And I don't even know which company it was, whether it was Geico or Progressive, uh, but I think they were selling insurance. But the one I like is the guy who is teaching people how to act normal who have bought a house and have now turned into their parents. Like, there's one where he's trying to stop this guy from just randomly helping these people back their car out of a parking spot. Or the one where he tells the lady to stop using her speakerphone in the store. That's absolutely hilarious. Yeah, I like those, but uh, my favorite was actually a local commercial. And the rock casty goes to Dick Ray's Sewer Service, where their slogan is, If you don't know Dick, call Dick Ray. That is so offensive. Okay, uh, moving on to sports. Uh, There wasn't a lot of sports this year. Most of it was ruined by COVID. So I will have to go all the way back to the Super Bowl in January, where my Kansas City Chiefs won it all. And so for me, that was the best sports moment, but how about the worst? Well, take your pick. I mean, was it baseball uh, being reduced to about 30 games? Or that douchebag LeBron James winning once again? Well, neither. I'm going to say all sports being taken over by Black Lives Matter. Say what? When I watch sports, I want to be entertained and escape from politics, not have politics shoved down my throat. You are, therefore, a a fan of the KKK and you're a racist. 
But never fear, the liberals have a way of ruining everything. They ruined sports, they rigged the election, and now they're going to ruin the United States. And how does this happen? Because we're controlled by a lot of fake news and fake politicians. And now the U.S. is literally going to be run by an old senile guy who is going to tell us whether we can leave our homes or run a business. And if we're told we have to take a vaccine before we can go to a concert again, I'm sure we'll all do it. Why? Because somebody called Dr. Fauci told us to. Who, by the way, wins a rock casty for biggest fraud. Well, that's hateful. Back in March, he said, there's nothing to worry about. And then he said, there's no need to wear a mask. But then he changed his mind and said, everybody should wear a mask. And then as the months went on, this is very serious. Everyone should be very, very afraid. But I see no reason why kids shouldn't be in school. But now he says, there should be no kids in schools. And by the way, no one should ever shake hands again. Nor should you go outside or ever be without a mask, even inside. And if possible, wear some goggles. But then, of course, he goes to a ball game and we see him sitting there outside without a mask on. So Dr. Fauci, who I call Dr. Fraud, uh, why does anybody listen to anything that guy says? I don't know, but he wins a rock casty. Very cool. All right, so I know we're all sick of COVID and uh, talking about it, hearing about it, and everybody wants to find a way to get rid of it. And even a lot of preachers like Kenneth Copeland think that they can just uh, demand that it go away. And recently, a genius musician, I don't even know the guy's name, but he took and put music to one of Kenneth Copeland's rants. And it went viral, it's on YouTube and everywhere, but it's the most brilliant thing I've heard all year. So the Rock Casty for the most awesome viral video of the year, this. In the name of Jesus!
Hallelujah. Okay, I'll get back to some of the year-end festivities later, but right now I wanted to answer a listener question. And this one comes to us from Kevin Carey in Minnesota. And Kevin says, Hey, Monty, just wondering, did you write the lyrics to the Galactic Cowboys song, Where Are You Now? Well, thanks for the question, Kevin. And yes, as a matter of fact, I wrote the words and music to that song. It was on our album Space in Your Face, and it went a little bit like this. You know, I think I've been asked about the song Where Are You Now more than any other Galactic Cowboy song that we ever did. And I believe I've talked about it on this show before, but I don't think I ever got real specific about who it was about. In the past, I've said that it was about people that I'd lost track of over the years. But actually, uh, truth be known, it was kind of about one particular person. Now he has a story to tell, and... What a story. So let's go back to when I was in college. And uh, the last three years that I attended Southwest Missouri State University, I dated a girl named Mary. And Mary was a Catholic, and I was a Protestant Christian. And back then, that was a big deal because you weren't supposed to marry somebody that wasn't the same religion. And so we knew we probably would never get married to each other, but for some reason, we kept dating. And it was a weird relationship because, uh, you know, we argued a lot and we never actually uh, did the deed. What? And I know you think that sounds impossible, but you're also listening to a guy that went through college without ever drinking a beer. Weirdo. But we continued to date all the way up to the week of my graduation. And it was then that Mary decided that would be the perfect time to tell me that we were done. And I saw her one more time that summer, a couple of months later, and I said, hey, why don't we get back together? And she said, no, Monty. And I said, why? And she said, Monty, it's because you don't have any goals. And I said, what do you mean I don't have any goals? I want to be an artist and uh, I want to play in a rock band. But uh, for some reason, she was not at all swayed by that. And she basically said, uh, no, those are not acceptable goals, and uh, you're free to go. And so I turned, and I got in my car, and I drove away, and I never saw Mary again. And all these years later, I have no idea what happened to her. I tried looking her up just to see what uh, maybe had happened to her, and I couldn't find a thing. I don't know if she's a grandma now. I don't know if she's dead. And sadly, she never tried to get a hold of me, ever. And really, all she would have had to do was just Google. 
But uh, no, uh, apparently she just wasn't interested. In a way, this story is rather hilarious. And so I don't know if she ever found out that I actually did end up playing in a band and making some albums and all that. But that's who I was thinking of when I wrote that song. Dumbest story ever. So I just answered a question from you guys, but how about some random questions from Facebook? 
Uh, here's one that somebody posted. It was, uh, if you could have been in the studio during the recording of any one album, which one would it be? Okay, well, for me, that's pretty easy. It would have been uh, Sgt. Pepper's. But if I got another choice, I would probably go with something like Master of Puppets by Metallica. But honestly, if you've never been to a studio session where a band is making an album, uh, I gotta tell you, it's really kind of boring. A lot of times you're just sitting there for hours waiting for somebody to get a sound or uh, the engineer to fix something. And I remember when we were making the first Galactic Cowboys album, uh, there were several times when something broke down in the control room. And one of us ended up making a ball out of some duct tape, and we went into the main studio room and played wiffle ball. And the whole room was covered in burlap. It was kind of primitive, but uh, we called the back wall the Big Beige Monster. And if you hit one off the Big Beige Monster, that was a home run. So we had a lot of fun in the studio back then, but uh, it was also very boring at times. So we joked around a lot, and many times uh, the words Big Beige Monster was uh, a punchline to many of those jokes. How so? (laughs) Big Beige Monster. (laughs) Uh, Another question from Facebook is, what is the worst song ever? Hmm, okay, well, I think probably what they mean by worst is most hated. And so I looked on the internet, and I found a few lists of the worst songs of all time. And it's interesting because, uh, you know, you'll be reading along, and you'll be going, Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that one. And then all of a sudden, there will be a song that you really like. And I'll go, Hey, what's that doing in there? I loved Rock the Boat by the Hughes Corporation. Let's have a look at this idiotic, insane claim. But here's some of the ones that stood out to me. Uh, We Built This City on Rock and Roll by Starship. Yeah. Uh, Who Let the Dogs Out? Oh, God! Safety Dance by Men With Hats. Of course, The Macarena. Uh, Achy Breaky Heart by uh, Billy Ray Cyrus. Remember that? And who could forget Ice Ice Baby by Vanilla Ice? And not only was it annoying, but uh, there was a bass line in it that was a rip-off of a Queen song. And Vanilla Ice actually had the balls to say, oh, no, it's not the same. He was like, yo, theirs is uh, ding, 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 da da ding, ding. And mine is ding, 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 da da ding, ding. See, it's different. No, it's not! Yeah, so those are bad. Uh, but for me, the worst song of all time... I'm going to go with the first song that pops into my head just immediately every time. And it's All the Single Ladies or Single Ladies, something like that, by Beyonce. Oh, God! Yeah, and I not only hate that song, I hate her. You're a nice guy. I mean, her and her man, Jay-Z, they just both suck as humans. And if I was captured by the enemy and they were going to torture me for information, uh, I would take waterboarding over this. Moving on. Can we stop this nonsense? Uh, Usually on my year-end special, I do a countdown of my top 10 favorite albums and songs of the year. 
But this year, I could not come up with 10 of either. But I did come up with three. Wow, isn't that special? And starting out as my third favorite album of the year, it's a live album by the Wild Hearts. And back in the 70s, there was a lot of great live albums that I grew up on and just loved. But I haven't liked a lot of live albums since then. And uh, this one comes along and it is great. It sounds live, it's raw, the crowd is into it, and it just has that feel of a live concert. It's called 30 Year Itch, and uh, the songs are just a nice representation and uh, retrospective of their entire career. Coming in at number two this year as my second favorite album of the year, it's Seven Dust. Their album, Blood and Stone, was a really big surprise to me. I did not expect to love it, but I did. And they actually gave me my number one and two favorite songs of the year. Number two was a ballad called Alone, and that damn song made me cry every time. You wonder why. But my favorite song of the year is Desperation by Seven Dust. It's a rocker with a great melody all the way through, and it just kicks so much ass. Okay, coming up in a little bit, I'm going to tell you what my favorite album of the year was. But right now, I've got a new segment that I like to call, Really? 
Huh? That's right. This is where I'm going to talk about stuff that goes on in the world and with me that uh, pretty much boggles my mind. For instance, I always seem to get behind the guy that sits there at a stoplight and even when it turns green, he just keeps sitting there. As if we didn't sit there long enough, he wants to make it last a little bit longer. And I'm like, really? And I get it, some of you have no place to be and you're in no hurry to get there. And those are the same people who start slowing down when they're approaching a green light. Just like they're hoping it'll maybe turn red and they can stop. Really? And maybe this just happens to me, but have you ever had something caught between a couple of your teeth and you're trying to floss it and get it out? But then the floss breaks and you get the floss caught between your teeth? And so you gotta get more floss to get the floss out? I mean, really? It's kinda like when I go to this place called Aldi. It's a store chain here in the Midwest that sells really cheap groceries. Like, I've walked out of there before with three bags of groceries for 15 bucks. And you may ask yourself, well, how can they afford to do that? Well, it's because they cut corners in other areas. For instance, they make you rent a shopping cart. That way, nobody steals them and they don't have to pay some kid 10 bucks an hour to go round them up. So, if you want a cart, you better just remember to bring a quarter. Really? They're also not going to bag your groceries for you, nor are they going to give you the bags. So you better just buy some sacks and remember to bring them. <gasps> really? Now, there are many things that I hate about Facebook, but here lately I am just so sick of all the fake people trying to add me as a friend. For example, just about every day I will get three or four requests from hot white chicks that look like they're about 22. Only problem is, we have no mutual friends, and they usually have a name like Shamiqua Tarma Amen, which, you know, is kind of unusual for a white chick. However, sometimes I'll go check out their profile just to see, and 99% of the time there's either a picture of them showing some cleavage, or a photo of a black guy that looks like he lives in Nigeria. And that's when I say, really? I mean, I'd love to get scammed and have my profile hacked, but I guess I'll pass. Really? So, a lot of people are surprised when I tell them I have an AOL email address. They're like, AOL, really? And I tell them, yeah, I've had the same one for over 20 years. It's MontyColvinMail, M-A-I-L, at AOL.com. And you're free to write me because uh, I get tons of email every day. I get them from friends and from fans, and I also get them from somebody who thinks I want to enlarge a certain part of my body. And I don't know how they knew that. I mean, I appreciate their concern, but really? Uh, it's kind of personal, isn't it? It really is. And finally, I hate to keep harping about the whole COVID thing, but oh my God, the rules and restrictions that make no sense. You've got restaurants and bars going out of business, but last night I went to a comedy club and we had to wear a mask while we were standing outside and while we were walking in. But once we got in there, everyone took their masks off and sat there inches apart and laughed for the next two hours. However, as soon as the show was over and we were walking out, for the love of God, put your mask on. Do you want to kill somebody? Enormously dangerous. And the same crazy logic is going on in sports. 
In the NBA, no fans are allowed in the arenas. And the announcers are way up in the stands and they've got their masks on and they're sitting there in a plexiglass cubicle. But down on the court, the players are sweating all over the place. They've got their hands all over each other. And that's fine. There's no need for them to wear a mask. However, if you or I want to have a few people over for Christmas dinner, uh, don't even think about it. How dare you! So none of it makes any sense at all, but, uh, you know, sometimes you just gotta go, really? It begins to drive me into a frustrated rage. All right, I'm sure you've all been sitting on pins and needles waiting to hear what my favorite album of the year was. I frankly don't care. Well, if you must know, it was a punk rock band from Budapest, Hungary, named the Hell Freaks. And the name of the CD is God on the Run. It had 10 songs on it. They were all good, super melodic, super catchy, with a lot of attitude, and I loved it. So I'm going to take you out with a song off that album, and I hope you like it. And if you do, go check out the Hell Freaks. I'm sure they would appreciate it. These people are seriously unhinged. But that's going to do it for this special year-end special. Uh, I just said special twice, so I guess that means this was extra special. I thought it was terrible. If you'd like to communicate with me, you can email me or feel free to be my friend on Facebook. You can send me a message if you want to ask me a question. Or if you'd like to commission me to do a painting, uh, I would love to talk to you about it. And be sure to check out my art website, montycalvinart.com. I've got all kinds of rock star paintings on there, and I've got celebrities, and I've even got uh, some stuff for you galactic fans, like some gas fist paintings. It's just a special kind of evil. I'm going to leave you now with my final thought for 2020. You know, this year has truly sucked. Not just for me, but for most of us. But I've got a feeling deep down in my gut and my heart that 2021 is going to be just as bad. Oh. Yeah, it's probably going to suck. Ah. What, do you expect me to be positive about something? (laughs) Yeah, right. Okay. This is just a bummer. Oh, well, that's going to do it for me for now. But I will return soon with more fun and mayhem. But until then, this has been Monty saying take care. Don't let anyone tell you what to like. Unless it's me. And rock on.
Monty's Rockcast. This show sucks.